Young Black Equestrians, the podcast, with your hosts, Abriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. All right, all right. So welcome to another episode of Young Black Equestrians TV. We have Brandon Reese here with us to talk to us about his experience riding horses and a little bit about some polo. So welcome Brandon to our channel. Happy to be here today. <laughs> Happy to have you. Yes, yes. So Brandon, just tell us about yourself a little bit, kind of where you're from and what you do, all those sorts of things. Right. Yeah, I, I'm from Philadelphia and I live in Philly right now. Um, I've been riding since I was about 10. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so I started riding in 2004. 2000, no, 2005, Um, And then, like, shortly after I started playing polo, I've uh, been playing polo for the past, I guess, 13, 14 years as well. Mm-hmm. But I really haven't played much competitively for, like, the past four or five years. Mm-hmm. I barely ride now. I probably ride maybe, like, six or seven times a year. Like, it's very rare that I ride. You know, we, but better, we, like, every day, though, we only ride a few times a year, you know, especially. Um, but right now, I'm just uh, working on building different businesses. I have one online business that's uh, pretty much like an online marketplace mm-hmm. um, where I pretty much broker different products and services, kind of like a mall, you know, but online. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also soon launching a, a venue in Philadelphia, like an event space venue. Nice. Um, for, yeah, for the Philadelphia area. Uh, the name is Utopia Venues. So just trying to find the right location now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's what I currently do. I've been in horse industry because I went to uh, I was I went to college in Rhode Island, Roger Williams University, mm-hmm. and actually helped establish the uh, the polo program there. Nice. And only in the second in the second year we actually won the um, the national championship for uh, intercollegiate. After the second year of establishing the program with myself, uh, another teammate that I grew up with playing, his name's Damar Damar Rossi, and then two other uh, players, George and then uh, Pedro. Mm-hmm. And that was back in 2017. Um, but really, since then, I've been really out the horse industry, just working on building my business and, you know, on different endeavors. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So what made you get into horses in the first place? Like, I know you said you started around 10, but what kind of pushed you into that activity? Right. Yeah. Actually, uh, my, my, one of my, my best friend, Damar, who I grew up playing with, um, actually him and his older brother, Kareem, they were involved in a program based in Philadelphia. The program is called Work to Ride. Mm-hmm. And what it was catered towards uh, inner city youth in Philadelphia to give them an outlet to experience like equestrian and uh, polo and other different uh, equestrian disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, and it catered towards uh, low income families in Philadelphia. Um, in order to be in a program, you have to sustain like decent grades at a, like a B level and then put in like mandatory hours at the stable. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were involved in that program before I was, maybe like three or four years before I started back in 2005. And it's funny because we, we, we grew up down the streets from each other. And I always knew they were like traveling, going places, uh, riding horses. It's funny because we used to make jokes about them, uh, <laughs> about riding horses and everything. Oh, like, you know, you're from the hood and you ride horses, blah, blah, blah. You know, you stink and all that, you know, a little, you know, a little joke. <laughs> but, um, but soon I just piqued a lot of curiosity. Cause they would come back like, hey, we just came from the Hamptons. Uh, we were in Virginia last week playing this and that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it sounds interesting, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I was always big into geography. But long story short, just one day I went up to the stable. It was only about, it's about a 10-minute drive, if that, um, right in Fairmont Park in West Philadelphia. 
And um, they took me up there Born one day. Born and I- raised. <laughs> 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 but no, they took me up Sorry. there one day. Um, and I just watched them practice, and I just fell in love with what I saw. Came up there, got on the horse myself, and, you know, fell in love with the sport of polo and horses ever since. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. You turn around in perspective, I bet, once you started riding. Say that again? I said that's probably a huge turnaround in your perspective once you started riding. Oh, yeah, for sure. It just definitely, like, just opened my mind up to, like, what was possible. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of the times, the, the only way people, like, you know, where I come from, you know, in Philadelphia is, like, they think, okay, you either go the traditional route of, like, going to school and going to a career, um, mm-hmm. which is totally fine, or, you know, they think, okay, maybe I become an entertainer or sports, I mean, or, or become a sports player. Um, but just seeing my endeavors through, like, traveling and riding horses and that type of network it opened me up to, it just seemed, it just made me know what's possible, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Most, most kids, they, they, only, they only step outside, like, the 20-mile radius, mm-hmm. you know, in Philadelphia, and it's trusted, you know what I mean? So being yeah. able to travel all across the country and even travel internationally to play, and meet all different types of people from socioeconomic backgrounds, demographic background. It's just like it's eye-opening being a kid from North Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that that program, you know, by itself, it's just an amazing way to kind of expose kids to, you know, the life that they could possibly have if they kind of stick with it. So it's really cool that that exists. For sure. Yeah, definitely give a lot of gratitude towards the program. Mm-hmm. So what what challenges did you kind of face while you participated in that program? Like did you get to travel and interact with other people in the industry? What did you what did you see when you were participating? Um, I don't I wouldn't say I really had any challenges. I just um like being polo, you know, is a lot of old money and old white money to be you know, more specific, you know what I mean? And that environment can be a little stuffy, if, if you know what I mean. It's, it's got, it just took a while to get used to that mm-hmm. and really adapt, you know, being around, um, being around those type of people and being that, around that type of environment. Um, you know. How do you think that compares to like, like the NBA, you know, to, to be, I guess, playing devil's advocate? Um, you know, how they have kind of the white persons running the show and then you have people of color doing the performing. How do you think that kind of compares and did you see kind of a similar outlook on it in the polo industry? Uh, no, not really. For, for me, it was just being, you know, just being around like uh, people of affluent background, I would say. Um, as far as like... I never really felt as far as like I was uh, working for um, someone else. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't really get that question. Matter of fact, like, so, so you said that you know it comes from or it has like old white money, you know, mm-hmm. in that industry. Do you feel like it's sort of like like the NBA where they you know get people to they pay people to play, but the people who are really making the money are the people that own the teams. Is there like a same kind of construct for polo when they have, you know, are they hiring kids to come and ride their horses and compete and stuff Uh, while someone else is making the money? 
Oh no, I, I um where I played, I I played in the um inter interscholastic and intercollegiate um polo. Oh okay. Like it's just like any other um you know like uh, school program. School programs or school sports. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a high school league, but mm-hmm. um, I never played professionally. Oh okay. Um, yeah, I almost I could have, but with polo you need like you need a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. Even if you have the skills to play professionally, like you need your own string of horses. Mm-hmm. Right. And I could go up yeah. you know, easily like a quarter million just to get started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've heard a lot of, a lot like with polo that people need like five or six horses, you know. Yeah. In any other discipline, people don't have that many, you know, they're trying to compete with. Shoot, at the highest level, like in one match which is like six periods, like one, one player could easily use like 12 or 14 horses. Wow. What? Well, can you explain, just in case somebody watches this and they have no idea what polo is, can you explain to us what polo is? Yeah, so polo, it's a, uh, it's a sport. It's a team sport where you, it's played on, uh, what was it? A thousand, no, sorry, three, 300, 300 yards by 100 yard uh, field. So it's mm-hmm. nine football fields, three three by three in length. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty. It's four on four sport, um, and it's pretty much think of it like hockey on horseback. Mm. Um, but the way like the the ball, like the way the the plays move, is more like soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, think of like hockey on horseback, where you have two goals at the end of the um, at the end of the field, but there's just no like goalie. That's really it. And the object of the game is just to score past the goalposts. Okay. And during the game, people switch out their horses. Yeah, usually like at the highest level uh, of polo, in one period, uh, a player might use two horses. So wow. maybe... Why, why is that? Because they get tired? Yeah, like they're like, the horses are moving at like 35, 40 miles an hour at that, mm-hmm. at that level, at the highest level. Oh. Um, Switching, you know, sounds <laughs> so, so dangerous. Yeah, like it's actually the most the most dangerous sport. Um, but before it was, I think it was like uh, NASCAR driving. Oh wow! I think because in my mind, I'm thinking rugby, but on horseback. <laughs> yeah, it's just a constant sport too. You can you'll see people like bumping each other, taking each other for the ball and everything. Like do a lot of horses get injured doing that? Yeah. Uh, like people, people get injured. It's not. I wouldn't say it's like it's like a regular thing, but people do get hurt. Mm-hmm. What about? I mean, the horses. <laughs> um. Sometimes horses have injuries. It's not as mm-hmm. awful as you might think. Oh. Players and horses both they they both get injured. Mhm. Now that I don't care about the players. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that could be the same with any any riding industry you know discipline i mean there's injuries everywhere but it just seems like that the sheer speed and like somebody is opposing you it's not like y'all all run in the same direction but you're like kind of right. back and forth that's pretty cool though it has the you have to be quite the athlete i feel like to be able to ride and have hand-eye coordination with a stick trying to hit a ball it, it takes practice, but any, if you know how to ride, I feel like if you know how to ride, like basic mm-hmm. riding, um, you're not scared. I think anybody can become good at polo. I'm pretty sure y'all y'all would probably kill it. Y'all already know how to ride. I've been riding for you know for years. <laughs> <and> years. <laughs> I'm glad you have faith in us, right? Because right. my hand eye coordination is not there at all. 
It is. Nope. Is there a specific breed of horse that's used for this sport? Yeah, most most uh, most people use uh, thoroughbreds, mostly thoroughbreds for their speed and agility. Mm-hmm. You'll find some appendix like a uh, quarter horse thoroughbred mix, but majority like thoroughbred. Yeah, um, I don't see myself riding <laughs> on no thoroughbred, right. <laughs> going all across every way. <laughs> That's dope, though. Right. What, what kind of horse do you have? All of mine are Arabian mixes. So Arabian quarter horse cross. Okay. Yeah. Arabian horses there. Yeah, they're not that tall. Mm mm. You get ran over. <laughs> <laughs> Their stirrup gonna be right here. Right. I can I can fall off comfortably in case something happens. Right. That is the truth. That is the truth. So, what advice would you? give to like an aspiring equestrian someone who either wants to do polo or do something different just wants to be in the horse industry mm-hmm. i mean i always give I always give my advice for people is just to go um experience as much as you can mm-hmm. if it's something that piques your interest you know just go for it <laughs> don't let anything stop you any uh anything you know what i mean something you want to do just go for it and uh, just always just always have confidence in yourself. That's what I would say. Especially when riding, because a lot of people when you first start off, um, they're like scared of the horses or not sure. But you know, just go for it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I even though I play polo, I I definitely enjoy other other disciplines as far as like barrel racing and like team pinning. Mm-hmm. As well. I actually like I like uh stable steeple chasing as well. I did a few steeple chase races when I was a kid. What is that exactly? You're basically just racing, but it's over um, over jumps. Oh, you know, it's like a cross country. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Cross country race. I have to Google it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See some examples. See some examples. So when you were, um, you said that you helped establish the um, collegiate polo program at your school. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Like, how was the school receptive to it? Did they already have a, a equestrian program there? Yeah, they actually, they had an equestrian team, but they didn't have an established pole program. Mm-hmm. Um, as, when I was applying to colleges, I think it was back in 2012 when I was applying to schools. Um, I knew of Roger Williams because I knew the coach. His name was Ted Torrey. He used to coach uh, the college team here at Valley Forge Military Academy in college and uh, Wayne PA or Valley Forge PA, same thing. Um, I knew he was the coach there. I knew there was some type of like equestrian team and horses there. Um, so I applied, I got in, I actually had got a full ride to that school, uh, Roger Williams University, a full scholarship. Um, and I just, I really just was like really uh, persistent. I would talk to the AD, athletic director every day as well as with Ted Torrey just to put pieces together. Um, I recruited um, my, my friend Damar, who I played in high school with, mm-hmm. who, I also, who I won two high school championships with. I recruited him and another guy that used to compete against George, George Hemp. He played in Maryland. Um, so he, he came, they came the following year, as well as another guy named Pedro, uh, who came from the Dominican Republic. So that was the four-man team. But uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't play that year once the program was established. I helped establish the program those two years, mm-hmm. but, but the, they didn't start playing to the year after. And I wound up leaving the school 
But in that year, we had won our national championship for uh, for Roger Williams in 2017. Nice. And it was in uh, Santa Barbara, California. That's awesome. So when you have to, like, travel to places to compete, are there horses already there? Are you trailering horses? In the Intercollegiate, um, there's already horses at the facility. So mm-hmm. every school is hosting you. They usually have horses to provide. Mm-hmm. And the way it works is there's like two different strangle horses, but um, they split string. So what that means is each team will ride the same set of horses at least uh, once. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there are like some horses that are better than others. I'm like, how do you know? Like they're like put all the lame ones on their team, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, horses play a huge part. They say. It's, they say that horses are about like 80 to 85 percent of your game mm. um i would say that's definitely true because a, a, a great horse and a bad horse could take your game completely uh polar opposites mm-hmm. if you have a great horse it could bring your level it could bring your, your playing level up than what you actually are and you have a bad horse you're you're handicapped <laughs> yeah. it's like playing with handcuffs on and I, I've experienced both sides. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be on, on, the, on the good horses. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How do you, I mean, I guess you just have confidence in your riding skills, but I know that I wouldn't trust just hopping on somebody else's horse mm-hmm. and competing. Like, how do you get over that? Um, you just do it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you don't have the choice? <laughs> uh, no, you don't really have the choice. Like, like before we ride the horses, they, they do uh, give us like pointers and like things like, oh, maybe this horse has issues of like going into like to, into corners. So mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. like, you're aware of. Or like this horse is a little strong, maybe put some a stronger like a stronger rider on it because this horse like runs through the bit. Or this horse is really fast; it stops on the brakes. It's an easy horse to ride. So we, we know before getting on a horse. But if you're like if you're like a decent rider, and especially if you've been playing a sport, I feel like anybody can get on your horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that it doesn't play too much of a factor though. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. you, you use English tag for that? Yeah, English tag. Yep. Yeah. What is your opinion on breeches for men? Breeches for men? I, me personally, I wouldn't wear breeches. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wear? What did you wear? Hey, <laughs> like uh. Like the uh, like the little tan, they look like tights, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't wear breeches, but. <laughs> what do you wear? <laughs> like jeans? Yeah, we wear white jeans. Interesting. White jeans. Yeah. It's made of jean material. Most of the time, yeah, but usually really? nowadays they make them in like the you know how like you can find like some stretchy jeans. Mm-hmm. Jegging. Like some jegging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jagging, they're called no, 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 legging. No, not no, no. This, there are jeans that like that are like kind of stretchy, but yeah, you just wear right jeans. But me personally, you will not see me wearing um, what are they called? Breeches. Breeches, yes. <laughs> so breeches. No breeches. No breeches for Brandon. <laughs> that is funny. That is pretty cool. That is actually pretty hilarious. Well, all right. Well, I mean, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Yeah, Y'all learned something new. 
I know. I know. We're going to have to go watch a, a match or a game. What do you call it? Well, the match game. Yep, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to go watch one and kind of get a firsthand experience and see what that's all about. How long does it last? Like, how long um, do you play? The actual game itself, the of actual playing time. Um, so there's seven and a half minute quarter chuckers, usually six periods. So chuckers? They're, they're called chuckers. Okay. Which is, is a period is a period of polo. I don't know where the term comes from. I'm yeah, I'm sure. gonna have to Google it. <laughs> so basically 40, 45 minutes of actual play. Oh okay. but, the game, but the game itself will last about two hours. So forty five minutes and in the professional arena, they usually have about five you said five to how many horses? Um so there's there's six periods which are which are called chuggers. Um, so all, 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 all playing time is the same for each level from like lower goal polo to higher, higher goal polo. Um, yeah, but it's 45 minutes. So on the lower end, somebody might use one horse per chucker, but like mm-hmm. at the highest level, they might use two horses and sometimes oh, two horses per, per chucker. Yeah. yeah. So you can have up to 12. Yeah. Like the average player maybe have like 12 horses. Yeah. That sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. For 45 minutes in total. Wow. That's crazy. But I feel like a lot of people go, though. Like, they make a big thing. Oh, yeah. Like, they wear, like, the fancy hats and, like, it's a it's a party. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wine and cheese and all of that. <laughs> Not the hands. Oh, shit. Wine and cheese. But, oh man, I wonder, are there any polo matches in North Carolina? I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some polo clubs in North Carolina. If not, mm-hmm. I know there are definitely some in South Carolina and Aiken. I'm not sure how far you are from Aiken. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard. Yeah, it's about four hours. It's not too bad. Oh, wow. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's, that's, that's it's not too bad. Well, I mean, it's not Philadelphia. <laughs> well, how far are you from D.C.? Uh, what six? I about six or seven mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll 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 look it up. Um, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty sure there's like polo clubs in North Carolina. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotta be. You have to get fancy one day. Yeah, <laughs> when I wine and cheese when you can eat. <laughs> I'm sure there might be something at Tryon, um, Tryon International Equestrian Center. Where's trying? Where's that? Is that in Tennessee or North Carolina? Wow. It's, it's in North Carolina. Tryon, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I never heard of Okay. Yeah, it's fairly new. They um have like a horse thing. It's a it's like an equestrian center. Like they do a lot of show jumping, um, like Grand Prix and okay random horse events they have like restaurants and lodging and you can stable your horse there and all that stuff is it, so it's, pretty, it's like a resort almost a retreat kind of yeah yeah it's near the mountains so um when i went there we stayed in an airbnb and like hiked the waterfall and then went to try on and watch the grand prix that night so it was it's a nice area okay sounds like fun yep yep what, what discipline do y'all ride? 
Western. Yeah, Western, Western <laughs> trail riding. That's <laughs> hard. Yeah. I, I love going on a, like a on a trail ride on a nice afternoon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There aren't there aren't many trails in Philly though. They are, but like they're like small. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're are they in the woods? Yeah, we have. Uh, we have <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fairmount Park, which is the uh, is, is our park in Philadelphia, is actually the biggest um, city park in, in the in the country. Oh, nice! What? Yeah, city park in the country. When I get money, I'm gonna just go on road trips. Right, <laughs> visit all these places that right. we hear of. That's just that's what I always want to do. That's what I travel and just I, I want I want to travel to every continent and many countries and play poker. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. How many have you been to so far? Countries. Yeah, or continents. You said just three. Yeah. Playing oh, polo? That's a lot. Yeah, I played in Nigeria and England. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, we're just going to say that, like, it's so nonchalant. So, Brandon, tell us about your experience in Nigeria, okay? How was that? Was that fun? Yeah. I traveled to Nigeria on three different occasions to play in the tournament. Wow. It's called the UNICEF Cup. I think the last time I've been, I was like, I was 15. It would be like a total different experience now. I'm 24 now, so mm -hmm. you know, experiencing that at 15. I think the first time when I was 12, you know, but experience from like 12 years old now being 24, it'll be totally different. I I'm definitely going to go back. Mm -hmm. Take us with you. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go back to the motherland. <laughs> Yes, yes. We we are all going to need a one-way ticket soon enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I almost considered moving to Ghana like three years ago. Well, you know, yeah. they're opening up their um, citizenship, apparently, according to Facebook. So um, that might be an option for you. I think they said, uh, damn, who was that rapper? Not T.I. It's another. Uh, Akon? No, not Akon. I'm just throwing up stuff. No, he's, he's, <laughs> I was going to say that. Ludacris? Ludacris. Ludacris. Yeah, 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 yeah Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> so Ludacris. I, I keep up with him. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know Ludacris was like Afro-centric. Like Afro you know? Yeah, he was down for the cause. Yeah. <laughs> I know T.I. is empowering black people. For yeah. sure, that's what it was about. Yeah. You should write him a letter and be like, hey, I... I play polo. I do this. You should be, you should get on this. Mm -hmm. That would be really good. Yeah. So how many times did you go to England? I mean, you just like went to Nigeria just only three times and, you know, went to right. England. So how many was that? Uh, just once. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> we asked no questions. That was fine. Yeah. In the collegiate tournament there. Mm -hmm. that's amazing that is like do these tournaments rotate like they're just all in different countries like that um i think it's just depending upon well we like during like the seasons um for like inter intercollegiate intercoll intercollegiate interscholastic mm -hmm. all, all the tournaments are in the u.s mm -hmm. and like locally or you know on the east coast um, right but um they're just like different terms that happen in Nigeria and in England and all that. Yeah. That's, that's really dope. 
Yeah, definitely. Polo's expensive, so <laughs> that's why I just I definitely want to uh, establish myself very well and definitely mm-hmm. start playing on my own. Mm-hmm. I always play was because like I was playing like in school or through work to ride or if I was working a different job. I, I worked several jobs, you know, in polo industry. Well, I wish you luck in the venue um, business. I think that will go really well for you. Thank you. Yeah. We need more of us owning venues because right. we all be looking for stuff to have weddings, parties, anything you can think of, baby showers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I should look into it. Open the one down there. Yeah. I, that is on my list. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, my wait, list so long. I just. I know, right? What'd you say? I said, what city are you from again? It's like a city or like a, a town. Window, window about to be a city. It's a, I mean, the town of Window. Yeah, they're, they're towns. <laughs> yeah, they're towns. Window. With mayors. I'm in Zebulon. Um, Zebulon. Yeah, it's right beside Window. <laughs> like, okay. I yeah. know it sounds funny, but that's where I am. It's like the cheapest place close to Raleigh that you can like have horses and not cost your arm and your leg. So, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like it though. It's it's nice. It's a nice place. But the country. Yeah. Mhm. I literally. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot do YBE TV until like what a month ago because I just got internet. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's <pretty. laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. But I'm happy now. We're here now. That's all that matters. We are here now. In this moment. Growth. Growth. <laughs> Growth. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. Um, I am gonna need like a couple pictures from you for your episode. And then um if you want people to follow you, yeah, shout out your your socials if you want people to follow you. Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Instagram as the, the Polo Brand. Uh, the Polo Brand on Instagram and on Facebook, my name is just Brandon Reese. Add me on Facebook as well. But um, yeah. wait, and also follow follow my venue. Uh, oh, yeah, let Facebook, me do that. Instagram, yes. Instagram as well as Facebook, uh, Utopia Venues. Utopia venues. So Utopia venues. U T O P I A, and then venues. V E N U E S. Awesome sauce. Ooh, that looks fun. Well, maybe we can have a YBE conference at Utopia venues. What? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. I'm gonna need definitely. Definitely need the hookup, Brandon. You're gonna have to oh, give us some places. Let's <laughs> put it in put it in the ether. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank, thank you, ladies, for having me. All right. No problem. We'll be in touch and we'll let you know when your episode is gonna be released. It won't be until February, but we'll let you know. Oh, that's fine. All right. Thank you, y'all. All right. <laughs> have a good, have a good night. Thank you for listening to Young Black Equestrians the Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates. Listen, rate, and review us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. 
tune in next week for another episode.